accounting is really, really important. Okay. A lot of accounting has its reputation as a back office, bean counting, introverted profession, but it's actually the language of business, right? So businesses communicate internally. They communicate with investors, with shareholders, with the markets through a language. That language is accounting. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel, and in media partnership with CTEC. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. I'm being joined today by Isaac Heller, CEO of Trulion, an AI-powered SaaS platform that automates financial workflows for CFOs, accountants, and auditors. Trillion unifies the unstructured and structured worlds of accounting by reading PDFs and Excel and translating them into financial workflows such as lease accounting and revenue recognition. Isaac Heller, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders all the way from Dallas, Texas. How are you? Good. I mean, it's all, usually it's all the way from Israel, but I'm in Dallas, Texas this week. <laughs> I, I love it. And so uh, I'm thankful to be catching you in Dallas, Texas. And it's adding to the globalization of, of the show. Uh, today, you're thinking through rigorously this idea of modern accounting and where we're at and with your startup, Trillion. But, but you, have a, you, know, you have a really interesting background leading up to it, you know, starting all the way from being an English teacher in China uh, to uh, being in Sabre Corporation, VP at Visual Lease, um, a member of the Forbes Technology Council, uh, and so, so a lot of different things that, that I did even touch on. But, uh, but what I'm really curious to hear here is, you know, people's journeys, what really motivates them, and how they end up coming to, to start what they start. And so maybe you can go back a little bit in time and, and tell me more briefly about yourself and, and, how, and how you end up deciding to work on modern accounting. Uh, this is a 20-minute podcast. Uh, so basically, <laughs> look, I, I, I studied history at the University of Texas. I asked a history teacher, what should I do after college? I, I had an interview lined up for Dell Sales in Austin, Texas. It was 2007. He said, you should go to a hyper-growth economy and just live there. And so I looked up China. China was booming right then. It was 2007, and I went and taught English in China. I went there. Um, spent a year there teaching English. I actually played a little bit of poker in Macau. It was quite a year. And then, wow. yeah, I mean, I went into, I went into the travel industry. I knew I liked two things, travel and basketball. So I found a travel agency that did basketball tours and I went around the world with college basketball teams, both men's and women's from Duke to North Carolina to Princeton. I was in Australia. I was in Senegal. I was in Brazil with these teams wow. and had a great time. Um, yeah. And then one day I was looking over the shoulder. It, it was really a travel agency. That's what it was. And I was looking over the shoulder at one of the travel agents and they were working on this kind of blue screen. It looked like it was MS DOS. If you, if you, if you can go that far back. And I said, what's that? And they said, that's the technology we use. Turned out that that company was called Sabre. And that was wow. a travel technology company that was down the street in South Lake, Texas. So I said, well, that, that seems interesting. So I knew I liked travel, but then I ended up in technology. And then once I was in travel technology, this is Sabre. Sabre owned Travelocity, did a lot of work with Expedia, uh, and then IPO'd in 2014. So I was, I was part of that. 
And Incredible. then I realized, well, I don't just love travel. I love technology. Okay. So that got me into technology. At the same time, I did an MBA. My history degree wasn't paying the bills. And so I thought I'd learn <laughs> some business. I fell in love with accounting. I love the logic. I love the, the theory of it. And just kept running into huge accounting projects in what's called revenue recognition and lease accounting. I ran a product team in the travel industry that did revenue accounting for airlines, which is a crazy complex accounting world. And so I guess you could say the accounting gods were, were kind of keeping me close. And, and after that, after seeing some cool opportunities, feeling very passionate about a, a specific industry, uh, went off and, and founded the company with, with a great partner and a great team. And that's where we are today. So accounting, what, what, what is your understanding of accounting and how does it lead to Trillion? Okay, first of all, um, accounting is really, really important. Okay, a lot of accounting has its reputation as a back office, bean counting, introverted profession, but it's actually the language of business, right? So businesses communicate internally. They communicate with investors, with shareholders, with the markets through a language. That language is accounting. So first of all, that's pretty interesting, right? Second of all, the industry itself, the way it's set up, is a little bit antiquated. So there's there's legacy silos. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you audit a company, when you do a financial audit, um, you might be sampling one out of a thousand contracts or transactions just to provide your evidence that it's it's so so and so audited. So you have a really important industry, really big opportunity to improve and innovate within the area, and uh, you know decided to have some fun. So, so you've been having fun of the last two years, and as as you're starting truly on, what are some of the guiding principles that that you're thinking through when modernizing the accounting world? Well, I think it starts with the name, right? So, Trulian is truth in millions. It means something. It means something to me personally. It means something to our company, and we're founded on these principles of accuracy and transparency, right? So that's what people pay for. You know, some some industries they pay for increased revenue or reduced costs. In accounting, the value is transparency and accuracy, um, and that that guides us every day in what we do. And and so, how does that actually translate into first, first of all, what does the product actually do, and then how does accuracy and transparency translate into this product? Okay, so so truly in itself takes unstructured data. So think about documents in Excel, and it extracts it automatically and generates financial workflows. These are the workflows mm-hmm. that, that people use to do their day-to-day accounting. For example, lease accounting, revenue recognition. These are critical workflows to get financial reporting accurate. And so what's unique is that Trulian connects it with the source data. So you could take a PDF and then do a workflow and bring it to the final entry. Now that's that's cool. That could save a controller a lot of time. But what's interesting is now that the source data is connected with financial entry, their auditor or accounting partner can come in and see the entry all the way back to the source data, right? That creates a new uh, paradigm within the industry, right? And why is that more accurate? Well, you have the entire audit trail at your fingertips. So before, you know, you're a, you're a CFO or controller and you're doing a lot of these processes in a spreadsheet. Okay, or a disconnected system. And then once a month or once a year, you're pushing that into a bigger system like an ERP, 
right? This is anything from QuickBooks to SAP. And, and then what happens is that when an auditor comes in, they have to look into that big system. They have to take a few samples. They have to swim into that spreadsheet. From that spreadsheet, they have to swim back into source data, source documents. Hey, who, who put this in? Who approved it? Where'd they get the data from? Which truly, and you have that all in one unified workflow. Okay. And science are, what, what are some of the personas that are relevant for, for, for products like these? And, and my, my knowledge of accounting is so minimal. So I'm going to be asking a lot of these questions. Well, it's interesting. There's a lot of people who, you know, look, Michael, you live in the hyper growth startup world, right? Even, even right. hippo where you're working, I'm sure it was just like a rocket ship, right? Straight mm-hmm. to the moon. And so a lot of people that work in these worlds, they, that's more the, the startup where accounting isn't as important. You know, we're, 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 coming up with arbitrary valuations and metrics based on a lot of uh, different factors. But in the accounting world and the audited world, these, um, these things really matter. So that's, that's the world that we play in. Now, who does that translate to? It's called a controller, right? It's a corporate controller, someone who is strictly in charge of financial reporting and compliance for the organization. Those are our customers. Uh, those are our innovators. And that's who we work with. Now, obviously, you know, we started the conversation by, by, by talking about how there's a lot of incumbents and a lot of these legacy systems and you're coming and you're modernizing it. But, but, but the other aspect of what you're saying is that there's a lot of trust that needs to be maintained and, and that needs to be upheld with, with the customers. And you're dealing, obviously, with sensitive data and with financial reporting. So how do you go as a startup and, and go and attempt to build trust that is at least as great as those incumbents? Wow. Um... Look, I, I don't think that we can be greater than the incumbents in, toward, in terms of trust. So meaning the people that we work with is SAP and Oracle and Ernst & Young and PwC and Deloitte. Like, that's our world, right? We can't be better than them. Right. Those, are the, those are the iconic brands and those are the thought leaders in this industries. What we can do is we can complement them. Right. So in this space, you have new regulations that come in, for example, lease accounting and revenue recognition. And mm-hmm. those those providers may not have an adequate solution for that. Right. And it may be done in spreadsheets outside of their workflow, whether it's SAP or a big four company. And so what we can do is we can fill in that gap with automation. And and how I mean, how do they get comfortable with us? Well, look, we're a bunch of CPAs and product experts. I, I lived through revenue recognition. I lived through lease accounting standards. The people that we hire, they've lived through this as well. So the first thing we do is we make sure that the accounting is bulletproof and accurate. You know, we're not one of these startups that puts out an MVP and then, you know, kind of teases it out, right? right. We paid with our angel money, we paid for a KPMG SOC 1 and SOC 2 report. You know, that's like, wow. that's like the, the thing that everything's avoiding. So, you know, for us, this is our world. We invest in compliance and accuracy from day one. Right. Now, I'm, I'm curious to hear, hear you know, the, the breaking into the market. So, you know, anytime I, I, get, I get to meet a company that is dealing with it with an, you know, age old industry that has, you know, a, a lot of traditional players and uh, that, that is innovating at a different rate, you know, what is... How, how do you actually go about, you know, getting people involved in this? You know, I understand the building the trust aspect, but but getting them to actually request a demo, to actually go through the pipeline and to <laughs> see the value of your AI-powered system. Okay, well, first of all, in all of these industries, there's this, like, secret, um, unspoken club or, like, underbelly 
of personas who want innovation. They desperately crave innovation. Okay. And it's not unique to our space. It's every single space. So how did we get our first few customers? We took out a LinkedIn ad and we said AI powered, you know, lease accounting, right? And, and from there, we had these controllers in Australia and Europe and Brazil, everywhere who requested a demo. And we said, whoa, okay, well, they're interested. And they said, yeah, well, I mean, we're doing this in spreadsheets and this looks really interesting. And then we offered to let them put um, a couple of contracts in our system. We said, just put, upload the, your contracts into our system and you can have, we'll give you the report that we put out. And so they take that report back and they match it against their spreadsheet and they say, whoa, wait a minute, this is doing it. Um, and that's it. So they find out about it and they're a little bit hesitant. Okay, I didn't hear about this from you know my, my accounting partner, but then they test it, then they like it. And they these are clients that are signing multi-year deals with us, right? This isn't, we're not an MVP, we're not a beta. These are people that are passing big four audits with us at this point. Right. So if, so if you had to, to, you know, go down the line two, three years, where, where's Trillion in the space? Well, where's the modern accounting in general? Um, well, I think it's more dynamic, right? So it's more event-driven, workflow-based. I think that uh, accounting is stuck between static repositories, right, which might be a legacy ERP system, and right. really, really strong, incredible accounting firms, but they're services-oriented, Right. And so neither of those two pillars, iconic pillars of this ecosystem, can create digital or dynamic workflows, right? So what that means is we can take unstructured data, we can connect it with a financial workflow, you know, layer on reporting, analytics, 360-degree audit trail. Um, you know, when I think about Trulian, you know, we're the single source of truth, right? We want to continue to play in these areas where those providers don't adequately address and connect some of these silos for our clients. Right. Now, now is this really where, where your passion lies in, in accounting? Is this, is, you know, growing up, is this sort of, did you understand that this is what you want to be doing? This is going to be your entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, it's funny, <laughs> I'm sitting in Dallas right now. This, is, this room is a, a home office now post-COVID, but this is actually the room that I grew up in. And I used to collect... Wow trading cards. I used to collect basketball and football and baseball cards. And I would I would sell them on eBay. I would buy big boxes. I would break them apart. I would get a bunch of packaging supplies sent to our house. And I was like one of the early kind of eBay um, people. So looking back, I guess I was kind of an entrepreneur, but I worked um, throughout corporate America. I worked in private equity back companies. So I had my own journey. I never did my own thing. The the common theme, I would say, like if you if you look back in my career, is truth seeking. Okay. Also my personal uh, passion, like it's truth seeking. You know, I was one of these guys who my mom would say, uh, Isaac, uh, that's not fair. Life's not fair. You know? And I would say, well, I'm going to fix that, or I'm going to make sure that's fair. I'm going to make sure that's right. Right. So I wouldn't accept that for an answer. So when I think about accounting, accounting is about transparency and accuracy. So when I see these, um, big audit, uh, issues, like a, like a company, uh, like Wirecard, for example, in Germany, there was a $2 billion cash asset that was missed by the auditors for repeated years that just didn't exist, okay? And my friend's grandmother had that stock in her pension portfolio. She's, she's wow. very modest, 
middle class. So for me, like I actually get fire out of that. I don't know if anyone else does, but like that motivates me, that pumps me up. And, and I really see this, this truth seeking, um, you know, theme throughout my personal and professional life. Wow. Very, very cool. Isaac, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your journey with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have a few more questions, a few more small questions about you. And I want to take you back, back to your childhood as you're in your childhood, uh, you know, I guess room and, and, uh, and, and house, you know, what really fascinated you besides, besides eBay? What really, you know, drove your curiosity, you know, middle school, high school? What do you remember? Mm. Oh, Ooh. Good one. Okay. I, I mean, what drove my curiosity? Let's say anything new. Okay. Guy, I was the guy with like the first MP3 pa- player, all the little things, anything new. Um, anything related to basketball really drove me. And lastly, like anything competitive. I mean, I just, <laughs> I remember like having decathlons with my friends where we would line up like 10 different sports, everything from chess to NFL blitz on Nintendo 64. And we would just wow. put a big board up and just go to town, you know, for the medal. Amazing. And, and what inspires you today in your daily life? Um, I mean, my family, you know, I've got a wife and two daughters. And so that, that inspires me, you know, I want to make it good for them. And I want to kind of infuse uh, the values I get from the home into the professional world and, and the things I learned from the professional or from a leadership perspective, I want to help, you know, bring those into the home. Um, and that's it. Like we, you know, as a, as a fast growing startup, like we have the opportunity to like make these new friendships and, and um, open up roles for other people and build partnerships. And, you know, our company, like we really feel that as like a family as well. So that, that motivates me to have these personal relationships through the, the professional, you know, um, vessel. Very, very cool. And Isaac, what are three words that you would use to describe yourself? Um, energized, curious, and relentless. I love it. Isaac, thank you very, very much. Best of luck with Trillium. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I appreciate it very much. All right. Okay. Be well. Thanks, Michael.